eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. LSU wrapped up its first scrimmage of fall camp on Saturday with the Tigers going inside Tiger Stadium for the first time of fall camp. And it was really one dominated by the defense. LSU's uh, number one offense, Max Johnson, mustered about 125-something yards of passing, whereas Garrett Nussmeyer certainly won the day, so to speak, as the quarterbacks go. And we're going to get into all that and why with Matt Bruni, who is our newest uh, writer on Go 24-7. So welcome, Matt, to the podcast. Uh, we've worked together before at uh, covering when I'm covering SMU, and he was covering North Texas. He got that site off the ground, and so a big Baton Rouge welcome to Matt Bruni, uh, joining uh, Go Twenty Four Seven. Yeah, that, thanks for having me, man. That was a that was a great intro. Uh, like you said, I mean, we've we've talked before. We've done a couple podcasts before with the SMU and and UNT sites. But getting over here to Baton Rouge now, I think this is my third week over here, and so what? We're about two weeks into practice uh, camp at this point, so I'm um, I'm excited to keep it going and continue to add what I can to this site. And and if you haven't been keeping a, keeping track on Go247.com, first of all, check us out for the next day or so. 75% off annual subscriptions to Go247.com, about $28, $29 for the entire year of Go247. And you can catch Matt and all of his work adding in to what myself, Sonny Ship, Shay Dixon are all doing over there. And Matt um, is also building our YouTube channel. So if you haven't checked that out, subscribe. And uh, we're posting all sorts of player interviews and breakdowns and things like that on there and, and are going to expand it as the season goes. So enough of the housekeeping. Let's jump right in. And I was talking with Matt before the podcast. And, you know, what what were we going to talk about? And, well, uh, it's pretty much what we've been talking about all summer. And that's LSU's defensive line is really, at least on paper and early on in these these fall camp practices and scrimmage now, uh, they dominated and they really got after the quarterbacks on uh, Saturday and and Matt, you know, you've got a chance to see him in person now. This is a group that's as physically impressive as I've seen since I've been covering LSU, and it looks like they're poised for big things this year. Yeah, the the funny thing is, we go to the media, uh, you know, availability for practices as much as we can every day we can, and the defensive line is the farthest away from us from the media, right? And so we're like, all right, receivers, quarterbacks over here, running backs, we can see uh, defense. Defensive backs, we can see, you know, offensive line linebackers are kind of far, but you can still see them a little bit. Defensive line is like all the way on the opposite corner, pretty much. And yet we still can hear Coach Orgeron from the opposite side, probably about 120 plus yards away. And you're just like, oh, all right, that's Coach O. 
and uh, he's ripping into them and he's getting coaching them up. So, um, and then we, you know, we, I don't need binoculars, you know, I'm not that old, but uh, I, I just, you know, squint over there and see some of the drills and I'm like, okay, yep. Andre Anthony looks great. Ali Gay looks great. Uh, you go down the list, BJ Algelari looks amazing. And uh, hearing Coach O on after the first scrimmage just talk about how impressed he was by the defensive line and how much they dominated that scrimmage really caught me off guard. Because usually a lot of times from coaches, you don't get too much from them after the first scrimmage. But one thing from my first few weeks talking to Coach O, it's just been like, he is very honest and he doesn't really pull too many punches about things. And he's really upfront with this, uh, with this team and, and, and the media. And so for him to say the defense line basically dominated the scrimmage was more than enough to confirm everything that we've heard, everything we've seen. And so now I'm, I'm looking at this defense line, like, all right, are we talking top five in the country? Are we talking top 10 in the country? I, I don't know exactly how, how good they're going to be, but the, the standard, the expectations are there. Yeah. And, and, you know, you mentioned the guys on the edge there and then you add in, you know, Neil Farrell, who had a great day. We yep. talked with him earlier this week, you know, Mason Smith is continuing to turn heads. Joe Evans had a good day. It just seems like they can just go two, three deep at that position. And, you know, when even, even with a veteran offensive line, like LSU has, you know, they're still working in cam wire to get those reps uh, in place of Dare Rosenthal now. Um, and chase on Hines has been out. But still, I mean, this is a group that has lived up to the expectations so far uh, in camp. And on the flip side, you know, now if you're the offensive line, you've got to, you know, you, you took your first lumps in the scrimmage, which defense kind of, uh, you know, sometimes seems to be ahead of the offenses in first scrimmages. But now you've got to turn the corner and and bounce back uh, with the with the next scrimmage coming up in uh, in, in just a couple of days yeah. here. Yeah. And another thing is the defense was not at a whole full strength either right we know glenn logan as has been um down out for a bit uh the secondary was pretty depleted um you know a lot of players not playing there and so for the defense to still come away as the far and away victors of that scrimmage uh i don't want to say it's an indictment on the offense but the offensive line definitely it leaves a lot more questions than I was hoping that we were going to be asking at this point. I was hoping at this point we were just going to be all right, the offensive line solid. We know what they are. We can move on to the weapons that this offense has, but the offensive line is still going to be in question for me, at least uh, going into the second scrimmage and probably well beyond that going into the UCLA game. That's going to be where I'm probably going to have to start earning their earning. They're going to have to start earning my trust. I think towards the end of this camp. Yeah, and and Max Johnson, uh, you know LSU starting quarterback, talked about you know communication up front. He wanted to kind of see that improve, which was a pretty honest answer from Max, who quite honestly yeah. doesn't give up too much uh, in interviews. But this these two quarterbacks, Max Johnson and Garrett Nussmeyer, had kind of different days in a way. Um, you know, Max Johnson didn't really have a ton of yards, at least from what we you know were told by Ed Ogeron. But Garrett Nussmeyer really put on a show, and you watched them pretty intently. Uh, on Monday's practice and and you kind of got a look of of what uh, you know these two guys can do and and we know a good bit about what Max can do and he's certainly improved enough uh, going into fall camp that I don't think he's a worry but you know Garrett Nussmeyer is quietly becoming a, a storyline of fall camp as well. Garrett Nussmeyer's I mean just his kind of raw ability has been really impressive to me his arm strength is really impressive I mean I think there's a lot he can learn as far as ball placement goes and as far as 
being set on particular touch throws that Max Johnson is ahead of him in. But as far as just slinging it, I mean, Garrett Nussmeyer can really throw the ball. And so I've been impressed with that. And I think that's going to bode well for this team that if Max uh, Johnson misses a play or misses a drive or something, I trust Garrett Nussmeyer to go out there and not completely screw up. And I mean, he's a high four-star guy for a reason. I mean, this is a guy we knew was going to come in and be extremely talented and be extremely competitive. And Max Johnson, albeit should be the starter, Garrett Nussmeyer deserves that we at least look at him like, okay, he's not just, you know, some freshman coming in here without a lot of expectations. We should expect Garrett Nussmeyer to be a capable backup quarterback, even though he is a true freshman here. Uh, Max Johnson, though, um, I, like you said, in the scrimmage, he didn't put up great numbers. I'm going to continue to kind of put some of that on the offensive line, but you know, the receivers against basically the second and third string and fourth string defensive backs also, I mean, they should be able to dominate that. We didn't get to see the scrimmage, you know, but we heard about it. So there's a lot of questions about the offense that still linger, but, uh, the quarterback position is something I have a, a little bit more faith in than I feel like other people might. Yeah. And, and scrimmages, you know, especially the first one, you got to take them, I think with a grain of salt. And like you yeah. said, there was a lot of injuries uh, in the secondary. And so you probably wanted to see a little bit more uh, in terms of, you know, again, well, this is all stuff we're hearing and and, yeah. and things like that. Um, but, you know, one player who did kind of make a name for himself on Saturday was Brian Thomas Jr. And we're hearing more and more about him. Uh, he was able to put up some yardage and Keishon Butte had some few opportunities. You know, I would think they're being rather careful with him, you know, being who he is and how he finished the 2020 season. But on the defensive backfield, I mean, you had uh, only Darren Evans and Lloyd Cole really getting the snaps. You know, you have had Eli Ricks and Derek Stingley Jr. out. Uh, Dwight McLovin's out. Uh, Demarius McGee was banged up. Radar Jones banged up. Um, you know, on the injury front, LSU, we've got, you know, we're monitoring some guys that are, you know, day to day, but um, this week, Ty Davis Price returned to practice. So he'll enter the mix even more with that running back room with John Emery, Corey Kiner, Armani Goodwin. Uh, and then Eli Ricks, Radarius Jones, and Demarius McGee were all back at practice on Monday, whereas Dwight McLaughlin is still out um, and, and Derek Stingley, I believe, is still out. Uh, and then you had Chase on Hines on the offensive line who was still out. So Anthony Bradford will continue to get reps there. Um, that is, you know, from what we've heard, just seems to be, you know, for the most part camp injuries. Um, but, you know, one player who's, you know, practicing in a position group that isn't is at full speed right now is Mike Jones Jr., the Clemson linebacker transfer. And, you know, at times we haven't heard that much about him, but we did get to talk with him, uh, which was kind of surprising, quite honestly, because he's yet to play for LSU. Uh, but we talked to them earlier in, in camp and you know, he just came off as what we had kind of heard, you know, a really mature leader. Uh, his mind is in the right place. Uh, and, you know, this linebacker room, you've got Damone Clark, Micah Baskerville, who's playing his best football from what Ed Ogeron said earlier. You've got Bug Strong. Uh, you've got Jared Small, the former walk-on, who's gotten a lot of buzz. Um, yeah. But Mike Jones Jr., you know, you you wrote up a really nice piece on him. Uh, and and it just seems like he's just one of those veterans, that, veterans in terms of college football experience. But uh, being new to LSU, uh, that at least, you know, is is contributing in a big way, I think, just from his mentality and his approach. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of guys that won the national championship in 2019, but, you know, Mike Jones Jr. was on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. He was 
by far and away my favorite interview of this fall camp since I've been at LSU. Like he is an incredibly uh, personable guy. He's a fun guy to talk to uh, him, him going back and remembering the 2019 championship game and everything that led up to it and everything that was after it was extremely in, it was just fun to watch. Like he's, he is a guy that I would love to interview like every single day and I wouldn't get tired of it. And he comes there and he was also extremely honest about what he is still learning, right? Like he played nickel Sam type role at Clemson. He was a coverage guy. He's a really good coverage guy, but he comes over here and he wants to play in the box. Like he wants to learn. He wants to play in the box to prepare for the next level. And I think that gives LSU a really interesting dynamic here at the linebacker position with Damone Clark, Michael Baskerfield, and Mike Jones now, where Mike Jones as a coverage guy, I, I need to see him in a game uh, as far as uh, in this LSU scheme, but I want to see how much they're going to ask him to cover, how much they're going to require him to blow up runs, like where they're going to use him exactly, how they're going to use him. Uh, will they put him at nickel sometimes? Like there's a lot of questions that I have here, but Mike Jones talent alone is something that I is going to earn him playing time here. It's just how much can he learn? How much can he adapt to the new system to get playing in the box more? You know, how can he read the, his run fits? Um, there, there are questions I have about Mike Jones to this point without seeing him uh, in the system. But as far as just him as a guy and him as a player goes, I think he's extremely talented and he's extremely um he's an extremely honest person and an extremely personable person. So um, I, I hope that he is farther along than, than I'm thinking in my head, but by the time UCLA and then those other games come around, I think he's going to be perfectly fine. Yeah. And lastly, I, I want to uh, do two things here. Uh, one, what do you think of Eli Ricks today when he declared LSU's defense, you know, best in the country, that's the, that's the ceiling. That's where they can go. Uh, what do you think of that I, moment? Because that was the first time we got to talk with Eli Ricks since he was a recruit. Uh, the last time I talked to Eli, I believe, was at the All-American Bowl for about two minutes um, before he went off to LSU to enroll early. Yeah, I yeah. Some people in the in the uh, Zoom were like, "Oh, nice to meet you, Eli Ricks." I was like, "Damn, they I didn't talk to him last year. I didn't know that." <laughs> but um, yeah, he it it was interesting because the way the question was posed to him was right off of the back of a question talking about how good their secondary is obviously with Derek and him and Cordell. And then he was like, well, well, the question was like, well, we also talked about how great this defensive line is. Right. And so when you put those two together, like on paper, you have, let's say a top 10 defensive line in the country. And then you have one of the best, you know, cornerback duos in the country. It's like on paper, this thing should be amazing. There shouldn't really be any questions here. And he just kind of took the opportunity to say, yeah, we, you know, should be the best defense in the country. We that's the expectation basically. And I have no problems with them saying that because the talent on this defense is that of a top three, four, five defense in the country. Like this is an elite defense on paper here. It's just as we know on paper last year, it didn't win enough games. So um, a lot of this is going to be on, you know, defense coordinator Durante Jones and everyone to get on the same page and fill those holes and make capitalize on the talent they have on this defense, but I had no real problem with him saying that. I mean, maybe it'll be billboard material for UCLA, but uh, I, I love it personally as, as a writer and as someone asking the questions, I love those type of uh, guarantees. 
Yeah. And, and look, I mean, if they hit their potential, it's a real chance. I don't know. It's, it's a hard thing to do to be the number one total defense yes. uh, in the country. I mean, no matter where you're at uh, these days with college football offenses, but gosh, even like top 10 would just be unbelievable. So we'll see how that goes for the potential of LSU's defense and what they actually put out on the field. But uh, I mentioned I had two things. Matt, we're gonna we're gonna uh, put you on the spot here for just a minute. Where have you I, eaten? I love it. Where have you eaten in Baton Rouge so far? What what's your favorite so far? So I had uh, chimes with Bill with a uh, Shay and Sunny. Yep. And I had alligator for the first time. Um, blackened alligator. It was great. Uh, and I had boudin boudin balls. Boudin, I believe it was boudin boudin. Yeah, boudin boudin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You'll get there. And yeah, we'll get there. Uh, great as well. Um, went to, uh, Zealand street, uh, pretty good there. Uh, what else did I have? Oh man. I'm, I'm not going to remember. I haven't had, uh, what was it? Mike Anderson's is that yep. what it, the seafood place right is? Yeah. I gotta, I gotta get that sometime soon. I had my wisdom teeth taken out like a couple, like a week before I moved here. Oh so I was like hesitant at first. And so, but you know, uh, now I'm like what, three, four weeks removed from that. So I can start, you know, going crazy and uh but yeah i'm definitely gonna try this like anderson's uh d- down the road somewhere and uh i'm trying to remember i've probably ate somewhere else I, d- I just don't remember the names very well i'm surprised i remember zealand street honestly but that was uh yeah those were good chimes was was very good yeah and i had uh walk-ons but oh, you know you i don't know if I- that's a fall camp yeah. staple fall camp staple i i yeah that stuffed yeah. burger if you haven't had it check it out um, and the, um, another one I'll give you is Phil's oyster bar. That's old school kind of LSU, uh, stronghold there. And, uh, you never know who you'll run into there as well while you're eating uh, some charbroiled oysters, uh, that, that much I could t- tell you, um, Phil's oyster bar. Yep. Got Phil's it. oyster oyster bar. And, uh, for our listeners out there, uh, you can chime in on the go 24 seven message board with, uh, you know, your responses to our podcast, what you thought. But also, uh, give uh, give Phil uh, give uh, give Phil. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, Phil knows, I, yeah I'm yeah. just gonna start. Yeah. I'm just gonna start a, a, start a list. Uh, restaurant a restaurant review uh, yeah. channel. That's yeah. that's what I'm gonna do. There it is. The YouTube's there gonna is. be. Yes, yes, we got to bring it. We're all encompassing here at Go Twenty Four Seven. So, uh, well, Matt, it was it was fun catching up about fall camp, and we'll do it again soon. Uh, for Matt Bruni, I'm Billy Embody. Uh, thanks for listening to this edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Check us out uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a follow and leave us a rating and leave us a review. We hope you guys are enjoying all the content on Go247.com. Be sure to check out that 75% off deal we've got going right now. And uh, until next time, uh, this has been the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.